0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of That Podcast. I am Dave. And I'm Bo. And it's been a little while. I've been on holiday. I had a couple of weeks, no, just one week uh, skiing in the Alps. It was lovely. Weather was great. Conditions were great. Uh, the kids did really well. Becca and I didn't quite get as much skiing as we wanted in because we were ferrying the kids back and forth mm-hmm. to lessons and whatnot and stuff. But we had a great time and it was really good. So That's cool. But The yeah.
1: kids actually do a bunch of skiing as well.
0: Yes. Um, so Evie did some last year, so she was well up for it this year. Um, Rowan, last year we lied about Rowan's age at the ski hire shop, <laughs> so we could hire some skis for him to have a little play. Mm. He didn't have any lessons or anything. Yeah. Uh, so he so he had been on them, but he wasn't quite ready for anything last year. So he 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 skied nearly all week. He skied four out of the six days we were there. Cool. That's awesome. Um Yeah. The first they had private instructor and. Uh, the first three days, the guy said Rowan was for the first thirty minutes he was very attentive, concentrating, uh, and 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 doing fine. But, but after the first thirty minutes, he slowly started sort of like looking around, mm-hmm. we were not necessarily paying attention to what he should be doing. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and by the by the, ready on the fourth day, he was tired, so we kind of said what we actually did was Evie had a double lesson, and Rowan had the day off. Mm-hmm. Um, But then the the next day, the instructor actually said, Rowan, his attention span was much better. He, like, concentrated for nearly the full lesson, so that was good. That's cool. Um, They sort of
1: recharged then.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Evie, she's off. Um, She's so full of confidence, uh, no fear at all. Uh, She was doing jumps and all sorts of stuff. So uh, she had a really good time, and she's she's doing really well. Oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah, so I guess not really related to that, but um – Uh, Luke's birthday was at the end of of January. And when my family came out in February, we had a little birthday celebration for him. And my sister gave him a skateboard for his birthday. Oh, cool. So uh, he's been doing a little bit of skating, as have uh, Beck and I. (laughs) We we went all in on that. And, um, yeah, we haven't broken any bones yet, so that's good.
0: It's it's years since I've been on a skateboard. Uh, Yeah. yeah, I do – I do. Go, I've I've been to the rock climbing place in sort of in, in the town of, near I live, and they have like a massive skate park inside there, and it, it looks pretty cool watching some of the people for a bit. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I'm not ready for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I I've, the first we, we there's a little out there's a few outdoor skate parks here in Madison. So we went to one of them. Uh, we've been there I think three times now. Once just him, and then the other two times with Beck and I. And I fell both times. Like like the first time I fell twice or the first time I did, it, I fell twice and it, I got hurt pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> it was, you don't bounce quite the same anymore. No. And um, then I, I only fell once this, the last time. So I feel like I'm uh, already getting a little better. But Luke, man, he's, he's he's picking it up really well and he's having a lot of fun with it. So it's kind of like, like you were saying with Evie, he just takes off and all, and he's, he goes and he's trying little tricks and stuff already. So it looks like he's having a lot of fun with it.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Um,
1: so uh, since we talked last week, I think you said it's been like, like four weeks or so. Uh, Beck launched her book. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. It looks cool. Yeah. So she, she, she launched that. We tried to do a little um, like mini rollout sort of thing and like the blog book, blog posts and uh, mailing list things kind of like the stuff that, that we've tried but it was a little it's been a little harder to, to build any sort of following for her online um, like if you go like to like some people on Instagram they'll like other artists on Instagram will have like eight posts total and have like 80,000 followers already mm. <laughs> but we have we haven't quite been able to find that sort of uh, response but she has a she has a pretty good core of uh, people that like her work and things like that. So, uh, she sold a decent number, uh, the, the first day, no, nothing that's going to like, uh, be like a second, completely second income or anything like that. But it was, it's been a lot of fun for us to do that and kind of work through that whole process together.
0: Yeah. And it's, and it's cool, man. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram is a real weird one for me cause I'm, I'm, I'm not overly familiar with it. Um, but I, I I've tried to sort of, uh, I don't use it myself. You see, uh, mm-hmm. But I've tried to understand how people use it for marketing and things, and like, I'm, it's my understanding that you can't like, you can't like retweet. I think something can you? No. Um, all you can do is comment on mm-hmm. things.
1: Yeah, and you can't put links anywhere
0: either. You can't put links anywhere. Yeah. And it's it it's kind of it's a, it's a conundrum for me. I've seen a couple of uh, sort of web apps come up that are supposed to be trying to make Instagram easier for you to you know mm-hmm. market if you like. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not really relevant for our business, so yeah. I, I haven't really looked too much into it. But um, obviously, it, it it is very relevant to mm. uh, to Rebecca's business in in that sense. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it, Instagram is just an example. Even like on like Facebook or Twitter, you know, you, you'll find some people with like eighty thousand followers or two hundred fifty thousand followers, and they're they're hardly active. It's just that they're already well known, so mm. it's a little discouraging when you're trying to to sort of break your way into. Something like that, and it's not even like you know, like for for me at least, I can go to like conferences and meet people, and I can do things. And but for her, like there isn't a huge art community uh, that does her style of art here at Madison. There aren't like art conferences necessarily, unless you're like really famous already and you're going to Art Basel or something like that in Miami. Um, You're not. It's it's just different. It's so it's been a little difficult because I wanted to help her to sort of grow, grow her online presence, but it's, we've, we've been finding it kind of difficult. So the the book, the book launch was a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, so that that was good. It was a good experience and we'll hopefully be able to do a lot more of that. Hmm. Um, as far as like podcast stuff, the last episode had a a surprise hit with your, uh, bullet journaling. We got a lot of feedback on that, uh, with different people listening in and, and talking about it. Um, how, how have you been sticking with it?
0: Yeah, I have, um, and uh, Rebecca's doing it as well. Oh, cool. Um, she was really sceptical uh, when I sort of tried to describe what I was doing. I mean, it, it could be my poor marketing uh, mm-hmm. when I tried to sell it to Rebecca, but uh, since then she's she sort of rolled with it, and uh, she's gone with it, and she's putting her own spin on and things, uh, but she's <laughs> developed a system, and she's sticking to it and using it, so that's kind of nice. I'm doing the same, and... Um, I was. I mean, I, I mentioned it on Twitter earlier. Was it Joe Ferguson we were talking to? Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I take it down to breakfast with me now, um, and I sit at the table with the kids while they're eating the breakfast. While I'm coaching them into eating the breakfast as quick as we can, so we can get ready for school. Pre-school. Yeah. Uh, I'm jotting things down in my my notebook for the day, taking reviewing the tasks that I haven't done mm-hmm. in the previous days, which is uh, usually. Just as many as I'm right as new ones I'm writing down, but yeah, I like it. And um, even Evie would like a a little fancy notebook. She said herself, and some uh, we're using uh, some sort of fine liner pens. Uh, you know, like quite neat things. and I've got mm-hmm. a few different colours, so Evie would like her own set of colours for her notebook and to write a diary. Um, Evie um, Evie doesn't drink enough. Um, we really have to nag at her to drink water. Um, Rowan. Guzzles, Mm. water, um, you know, he'll he'll drink milk, water, blackcurrant, cups of tea all day. Uh, Evie, we have to sort of nag at her to to do so. And uh, at one point I was jotting down how how many glasses of water I'd had in a day just to try and motivate myself to drink a bit more. And she said she'd like to do that in a diary of her own. So I'm going to get her a diary and see how she gets on with it. We'll see. But yeah, I mean... I ain't not doing anything too fancy. I stick to the basics. Um, and yeah, it's just working out nicely for me. So how about you? You've been doing something similar with your, uh,
1: your yeah. big iPad, haven't you? Yeah, so I, I started um, following some of the format of it, and I've actually enjoyed it uh, quite a bit. The problem I'm having right now is I'd originally started out with, um, I think I mentioned I'm using GoodNotes on the iPad, and I have a different book for different categories of things. And I'm realizing now that that's not working out super well, uh, because I don't have like one place that I can look at for all the things I did. I, I, I heard you, um, you know, you mentioned Joe, the conversation with Joe Ferguson. He was talking about using, uh, the notes from the previous day for his stand up, uh, which is a really great, great thing to do. And I realized I don't have a way to do that because I have, um, a whole bunch of stuff on, on different pages within different notebooks. Um, like I'm doing the, Blackfire onboarding sessions, for example, I create a new page for each person or for each of the onboarding. So if I do three of those in a day, there might be three. If I do one, there's only going to be one. Uh, But that's in the 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 blackboard onboarding notebook. So I'd have to know to go in there to find it. And I don't know. Mm. I I think I might try for like um, maybe next month. I'll try just doing one notebook for the whole day. Um, or maybe doing one notebook for Senseo Labs projects and one for, you know, uh, personal projects or whatever. Um, so I have a, a, a podcast notebook that I'm, I'm uh, noting stuff in. So I'm going to try that for a bit. Um, and I guess, I guess the things that, that, that your second uh, mentioned were kind of echoed by some of the other people who chimed in online. Um, David McKay said that he's been doing this for a few years. So I guess his bullet journaling thing's been around for a while. Um, his suggestion was to start slowly and don't add too many of the symbols too fast. Uh, so I've I've pretty much just stuck to just the either the lines or the dots. <laughs> uh, like I I don't have like the modules or anything like that set up. I'm just using it for the what is it the rapid logging
0: is that what they call it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I I'm the same. I have the dots uh, for to do the lines for or the dashes for notes, mm-hmm. uh, circles for events, uh, and then I I I put a few exclamation marks and stars in. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes little icons that I sketch uh, but there's no system there that's literally just whatever I feel like I'm sort of just doing something to draw my attention to it on the page or yeah. um, like so in my monthly plan for for March uh, we're going to down to London for the weekend Um in a, not this weekend. The weekend after, we're going to go to the Natural History Museum. So I've sketched the the icon, for mm. the logo for the. Just trying to make it look a little bit nicer. But yeah. I'm not very good at that kind of thing, if I'm honest. So, mm. so yeah. Cool. Um, um, in terms of like how you just mentioned having different notebooks, I I have a page for the podcast at the minute. Um, nice. and that page has got the notes from the last episode and this episode on, and I've probably got. Room for one more episode on that page, and then I'll basically just go to the next clean page. Mm-hmm. Title that that podcast, put it in the uh, p- the contents at the front of the notebook, and then just go from there. So that's how I'm doing that kind of thing. Um, same like I had a couple of pages in preparation for our holiday they just got a couple of pages sort of to itself and then my daily journaling carries on on the page after and so on so mm-hmm. forth so it's a little bit mixed up in like that way in that you can be following the daily journal mm-hmm. you turn the page and actually you've got a couple of pages of like um, a topic if you yeah. like or a project but I, I don't really mind it's it's not that hard to skip that page and you know carry on so
1: yeah yeah that's what i'm thinking about trying to do at least at least maybe for a week or two or, you know, for a whole month or something, switch to a different style just a little bit. Um, yeah, just to see if it would work out better. Uh, the other, I think the, the other listener that I had written down was uh, Matt Brunt. Uh, he says he's been looking for a system like this for a while now. So he's going to give it a try. And I asked him to let us know if he, if he ends up liking it or not. So it was, a, it was a, it actually started quite a buzz. So a lot of people were were either uh, had already heard about it and been using it, were excited about it, or had been looking for something like this. So uh, it sounds like it was a pretty useful tip that we shared, which is pretty cool. Yeah, or that that you you brought up. Um, I also mentioned the uh, the practical cartooning for technical folk course. Oh yes, yeah, and I actually decided to um, finally subscribe. So I, I actually went th- went through and I did the. I think I've. Done the first like three or four videos. Uh, it was mostly the introductory and getting started things. That um, I'm stuck now on the the doodle something uh, homework activity. So of course, you know now that I actually have to do something, I have to sit down and actually do it. And I'm not I'm not getting back to it yet. Um, but I did a little bit of sketching the other night with Luke and and Beck. We had a, a family art night, so getting around to starting to do some things uh, again with that. But so far, I've been I've been enjoying it quite a bit. Um, I also I also double-checked, and it was um, uh, it was Emma Jane that referred uh, me to this course. She'd been talking about it, and she, act- she actually took it when it had been live, uh, but it was in a different time zone, so it was difficult for her. Uh, but she said that it, uh, she liked it a lot and that it helped out quite a bit. So I wanted to make sure and, and give her proper credit. Uh, cause I, I, I mentioned someone had told me about it. I could remember who it was, and um, I looked back, and that's who it was. Uh, and, and I also uh, reached out to... Uh, um, the actual person who does this, her, her name is Rachel Dabers And, um, one of the, one of the videos wasn't, didn't have a download link. Um, you're supposed to be able to download all the com- content to look at it offline. So I'm hoping to to look at these things when I'm on an airplane or something. Um, but the the one that I was most interested in right away was the one with the digital tools. Um, and so I watched it real time, but I wasn't able to download it. So I, I sent her an email about it and we had a little conversation and she ended up getting uh notified because of the, uh, uh, the say what notifications for last episode um, had mentioned her. So she, she listened to our last episode and said that she'd give a discount to anybody who's interested in joining the course. So if anyone wants to, you know, up their game with their, you know, slides or presentations or whatever you're doing for work, where you need to do some um, visuals and want to make it look a little nicer, you can sign up for the practical cartooning for technical folk. And if you use the uh, the discount for that discount, all uppercase, no spaces um, should get you a, uh, that should get you a 20% discount. So if, if the price was, was maybe a little high for you um, now that maybe will help you actually jump it and do it.
0: Very cool. Yeah. So I look forward to seeing some of these doodles and things. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm going to have to make sure and share those. Um, I, I, I like sharing things like that. Um, I also started sharing my, my DJ set. Um, oh I, Yeah. Yeah, so I, I finally am following through with the uh, the DJ stuff. I, I got a new uh, mixer, or I guess it's called a DJ controller now. They, they've gotten really fancy from 10 years ago, mm-hmm. the last time I bought stuff. And they actually have all-in-one DJ controller, so it was pretty cool. I um, did my first set uh, this last Saturday, and so I've been trying to uh, get other people to check it out and get me some feedback on it.
0: I, I listened, but it, uh, as mentioned, uh, in IRC, it's not really my genre of yeah. music, so I, I couldn't possibly comment. I, I mean, I enjoyed <laughs> listening to it, but it was just... I, I kind of found myself switching off, uh, so...
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, 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 that's fine. There's, there's a lot of people in the... Um in the programming community or in the PHP community that, that actually like the dance music stuff. Um, so I, I figure there's a good chance that there are people out there that, that want to hear, it, but there's also going to be people who, you know, like other kind of music, uh, like, you know, rock or classical or whatever you're, you're interested in, but if you happen to like dance music and you want to listen to something. I'll make sure and uh, post the, uh, the most recent set to our, our show notes.
0: Cool. Uh, something I wanted to mention uh, a quick mention anyway, was um, last week we went for a meeting with a, um, a chap here about doing some PR for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we decided to terminate our our contract with the other PR com- agency we we're using. Um, and one of the things that sort of uh, sort of uh, attracted us to, to this fellow was he runs a small agency, uh, and we, we I love working with small companies. Over, I mean, the previous agency went went massive by any stretch of the imagination, but. I I, I, see, I easily dealt with more people that than I could remember the names within within a few months, um, and this is a very low touch relationship for me. And, and already I'd, I wasn't sure who I was dealing with. And mm-hmm. whereas working with smaller companies, I, I don't feel that way. And uh, communication is always a lot easier. And you feel like uh, you feel more valued as a as a customer anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, I just wanted to mention that um, as I. <laughs> There's actually a blog post for it but uh, and he mentions it uh, he, he lost a bet this chap um, he has quite a following- for PR he's um, he tweets he blogs he runs like a, a prexamples.com, com so it's a it's like a, a fairly well-known site and they just list you know uh, PR stunts that people do um, and he's got quite a following but he lost a bet uh, and he the bet well the forfeit of the bet was that he had to change his name by whatever the Authority is for changing your name, mm-hmm. uh, and he, he did it as part of launching his new agency, tied it in. But he's legally called first name public, last name relations. Um, <laughs> so he's Mr. PR. Uh, <laughs> I just awesome. thought it was kind of cool. So he, he he lost the bet, but he he tied it into a little stunt to uh to help launch his PR agency. And I thought mm-hmm. just thought I'd mention it, it was quite cool.
1: That, that is
0: that is pretty cool, yeah. Um what, what, what did I want to talk about? Oh, uh, I started fiddling around with uh, doing some uh, automated uh, Bitcoin trading today. Mm. Uh, I'd been I, I'd forgotten I had some Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, it's only <laughs> only about a quarter of a Bitcoin. It was about two hundred and fifty pounds worth. It was in a Coinbase account, mm-hmm. um, and I just went and had a look. And I was—I'd stumbled onto uh, GDAX, which is like a, a proper exchange. Uh, that Coinbase runs, and the fluctuations in the price was fairly big. Um, not not to make a lot of difference when I've got, you know, le- a quarter of a Bitcoin, but enough within a day that there must be a fair amount of trading going on. Probably a lot of bots and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had a quick look around, and I, I set one running today. So I just thought it'd be—I thought I'd make a note of it today on the podcast and in a month I'll come back and say how it's doing I mean it's an open source bot so that I've set up and run I've not done any tweaking of it yet because I don't really understand all the stuff it's doing I've had a look at the uh, it is like the trading part portion of it is in the one file that's there for you Mm -hmm. big big ball of JavaScript to to customize to do the actual trading for you itself if if you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Uh, so yes I'll report back uh, in a month and see how how much have my return on investment? Nice. Yeah, cool, yeah. Um,
1: I'd, I'd actually like to learn more about that. I've, I've stayed out of Bitcoin uh, so far, but it is something that I've always thought it would be interesting to 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 look into a little bit more and to diversify a little bit, if you will.
0: Yeah, I think it's. I, th- I think it's really interesting as a as a as a piece of technology mm. and just I, they, a lot of people have written it off and it's still 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 hanging in there you know what I mean like it's mm-hmm. I don't know how many years it's been now but it's been going a, a while and it's not going away just yet so mm-hmm. uh, we'll see um, I'm just doing it for for a laugh really now and see what happens we'll see yeah uh, cool. oh i know we've got a lot of time tonight so i'm gonna fire things off quickly i (laughs) went to see i went to see logan last night i really enjoyed it it was really good have you seen it
1: um no we we need to figure out a way to see it before it leaves the theaters so don't spoil it please
0: (laughs) i won't spoil anything i just say it's really good um uh it leaves theaters i was it's only just really started the theaters here we we, mm-hmm. all, we we're always a bit behind you aren't we well I, um, I,
1: I and i think it's it's only been released here the problem is that we're we we're we have plans this weekend and then we're going to be in hawaii for two weeks so it's going to be another three or four weeks before we could potentially go and then to line a sitter and i mean you
0: know, yeah because it's uh, uber violent yeah uh, it's definitely. i don't know what i don't know what rating it had over here but it's yeah
1: yeah it had an it has an r rating over here
0: What does that is that like the highest
1: That's because well, there's nc17 is the highest which i don't right. know if those even end up in theaters generally but um r is r is no children allowed it's it's like yeah. 17 plus
0: well in the in the uk we have 15 and 18 as well mm-hmm. uh, we just have ages uh, except for the real young ones uh, universal is for everyone mm-hmm. and parental guidance uh, yeah, be the next one. Then it goes ages, I think. So yeah, but it's really good. Um, nothing really to complain about. Mm-hmm. Other than there's a few, a few cliches here and there, but generally just thought it was awesome. So yeah, yeah go see it.
1: Cool. Yeah, I, I definitely want to. It's it's on my list, and uh, Beck is aware it is on my list. So <laughs> we'll see if we can get that get that working. Um. So I, I had two two things that I had on my list for tech things to talk about real quick. Um, the, uh, there was a a blog post recently, um, out. I don't know if it was like, like recycled or whatever, but it was the, uh, what it feels like to, uh, be an open source maintainer by Nolan Lawson. Do you
0: happen to see that? Right right now I I saw one Hmm. post, which sounds like that, but that one was, I think that one seemed like it was referencing two other posts. Mm, so I don't know possible. which one of those I've seen. Yeah.
1: This, this one was, it was interesting because it, it felt very, uh, it felt very familiar. Um, at uh, least, no, especially no. with the way that, that Sculpin has sort of been going lately. <laughs> I the,
0: think, I think I want I saw one by Jan or Jan line hat, the guy who does couch DB.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't see his that one.
0: one. His was, his message, his overall message was to stop caring. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's what this one was also. Okay. They, they, uh, essentially, don't like <laughs> he ignores his GitHub uh, inbox now and basically filters everything in his, in his in his Gmail because the GitHub notifications are so whack that um, he uh, just you know tries to to do it at, on the Gmail side and actually like, filter everything out correctly so that only the important things show up. But he used the analogy of a uh, hundred people standing in line outside your door constantly they're always there and the line keeps getting longer (laughs) uh realizing that you know you can go let people in that door and you let them in one at a time and after you've let three in you're you're exhausted so the next day you don't want to do it you just let more people line up so it was an interesting uh, analogy and i I definitely Mm. felt a lot of that there as well Uh, and 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 he discussed like the different types of people as well Um, uh, like the, the people who come in just to say this is broken and that's all they say, or, um, the, the hardcore edge case users who found this really esoteric little tiny thing to fix, that is going to inject like, you know, thousands of lines of code and a lot of complexity. And it's like, I can't even look at this right now. It's like, I, this is great that you needed this, but I don't want to mm. maintain it. <laughs> and I don't, don't know. Like I can't even go through and like make sure it's right because there's just too much to go through. But I, it was a really good overview of, of what it was like. And a lot of it had to do with how long before, uh, people burn out. Like how long? Like where's his burnout point? And his burnout point is probably going not burnout, but he's going to come out of this whole thing and just not do open source anymore once he has kids because he realizes that he's just not going to have any time at all for it. And like he's already been discussing that with his partner. And, and, and so it was. It was a really. Um, I thought it was a really good article and really well written. And I thought the analogies were really good and it sort of spoke to me personally.
0: Mm. I don't. I I don't really have too much stress maintaining the open source stuff. I do. Mm-hmm. The, the only thing that kind of bothers me is um, it, it particularly uh, with bug bug fixes um, people go like make a report issue a PR mm-hmm. we discuss it I merge it and then they say thanks when's the next release gonna be uh-huh. and you're like Ugh. it's like <laughs> it's not even that much of an issue for me to tag a yeah. minor release but it's like honestly if I tag a minor release for every single mm. bug fix and you know when you're just thinking, "Oh, just use the master branch." Yeah. I I it I think especially um, with the tool like um, a testing tool as well. So This is in sort of like the required dev side. This isn't mm-hmm. code you're going to push out to production. This is mm-hmm. mockery's a, a tool used for testing. And don't get me wrong, I I know your tests have to be mm-hmm. deterministic and, and, and proper and everything, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I would just it, it never seems to happen to me that often that um, I need a bug fix so badly that I can't just quickly push it to a branch on my branch on push it to a branch mm-hmm. somewhere. Load that up into the composer file to tell it to grab the my branch from somewhere. Uh, yeah. But yeah um, so yeah, I, I mean, I do that. I seem to push out a couple of bug fix releases mm-hmm. in mockery every month. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just yeah. it's a minor annoyance. It, mm-hmm. it, it's not a big deal.
1: Yeah. The other thing I had on my list was a, a, a tweet I saw just this morning. Uh, it was from Jaunty Bear. Uh, I don't understand how a SaaS app does not have functionality for multi-user login. And um, yeah, they, 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 he like was publicly shaming a specific site um, in that particular case. Uh, which I'm not, I, I don't need to to go on that. But that's a thought that I have all the time. And uh, so we be engaged in that a little bit. And it, it is like I don't. I feel like a lot of people don't look at that early on and then later when they need it, they're like, yeah, that'll be too complicated to add. So like there's like some really big sites out there that have a lot of functionality that don't have that sort of functionality in it. It really bothers me, and uh, he followed it up with uh, the the message that that he gets back from companies like that is sorry, we don't have this functional- functionality if to share your email and password. <laughs> it's, it's like yeah. you're just asking for trouble if you don't support these things anymore, because so many people have, like I look at Slack and there's a Slack team for everything. If you know if Slack didn't support multi-user, like I don't think Slack would be as popular as it is. You know, I think that that a lot of these tools. Um, Like I think Intercom is another one that that I don't think has multi multi user support or multi organization or whatever whatever you want to call it. You know, basically having multiple um, uh, accounts associated with one email address or one login, so that you can easily switch between things. Uh, it's, it's, it's one of the the big pet peeves I I have, I guess, about these apps. And one of the things that I was very adamant about getting into money from day one, because I wanted to make sure that, that that was there, that needs to be there. Especially now when you have people, uh, working in these SaaS apps all day long and in different contexts, you need to be able to have these different, different things.
0: Yeah, no, I hear that. This is one of those things. I mean, (laughs) it, it is, it, it. It's frustrating, but the thing is, I'm I'm in a position where, like, with our app, like, there are times when, uh, say, a nursery wants to... Uh, like, a company who run nurseries will have multiple settings. Mm-hmm. Um, at the minute, we are just, like, we don't have any way to, to automate that kind of thing. You mm-hmm. know, have one bill for 10 different yeah. users. even They're not even users in this case. It's not... It's, like... Because they, they they might have five, a company might have five nurseries. Each mm. nursery will run itself independently, but they want to sort of control it from one. So not only do those nurseries probably have, might have several staff they want to use the site. So it's like even, it's more like, it's almost down to three tiers at that point. Yeah. Uh, and we just don't have, uh, we it would take hours and hours and hours for me to manufacture something with our current legacy to yeah. to handle that. Mm-hmm. And really, for us, it's easy just to say, look, you've got five nurseries. Here are five accounts for them. Mm-hmm. We'll handle the billing manually, uh, you know, or something yeah. like that. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so I understand the need for it, but I also sympathize with the people who've got built these systems. And yeah.
1: Well, I, yeah, so, I mean, I think there's a difference between companies that have been around for, you know, 3, 5, 10, 15 years and like startups that are coming now that aren't building these things in mm. from scratch. You know, I like I, I wouldn't necessarily say that that your app maybe even necessarily needs it, but um but it's been around long enough that that you know for the longest time Google didn't even support that. So people had one Gmail account. And if you had a Google Apps account, it was great because it was on a different domain soon as you added your third google account you were you were in trouble <laughs> you know they, they finally have a solution for that but it took them a long time to do that so i know it's not a difficult problem or it's not a simple problem to solve um but it after is, the fact it's, yeah. it's after
0: the fact it's fairly simple to, it's not not simple to solve ahead of time but it's a lot easier to do it ahead of time yeah. than it is
1: but I, I feel like a lot of like quick products get started where they don't even want to deal with that right now and then later it becomes difficult so they don't do it. And it's kind of frustrating that they they don't take that extra little step to, to make it work like that from the beginning so that it's just there. And it's just, it's not something they have to worry about anymore. Um, Yeah. Anyway. So it was, it was interesting because that was one of my, my little, little pet peeves that, that I wanted to try and, address when when uh i was working on money and i actually put it into the talk that i gave in in sunshine php that that was one of the big things that i wanted to make sure our app ha- our app had because i knew it was going to come down the line especially for what we were building uh that it needed to be there from the beginning because otherwise it was going to be a pain to, to add later yeah but um we actually uh we need to go our our family does so i think we should probably call it quits um I haven't heard Beck knock on the door yet, but I assume that will come shortly.
0: <laughs> okay, well, yeah. it's good speaking to you. Yeah, it
1: was good speaking to you too, and um, hopefully I'll get to see Logan soon, and hopefully you won't be out of Bitcoin completely the next time I record.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll see.
1: Yeah. All right. All right, well, let's call this one a wrap. you've been listening to that podcast with Bo and dave you can find Bo on twitter and google plus at Bo simonson and dave on twitter at dave development you can subscribe to this podcast and review it on itunes if you'd like to review us but don't feel like we've earned five stars email us so that we can talk about your issues you can also subscribe to this podcast with rss from our website thatpodcast.io from our website you can also sign up for our newsletter to get super secret extra content from Bo and dave sent directly to your inbox like the music you can thank grillo for allowing us to sample the track dust kingdom for our intro and outro you can find dust kingdom and other tracks by grillo at grillo.bandcamp.com spelled g-r-i-l-l-o